And let's dive into it. Let's go ahead and put our hands together for our online guest today, our Highlight family. Come on, let's celebrate them. Thank you guys for joining us, whether you are on the website, YouTube, or Facebook. We are so glad that you are with us today. We love you, and we pray that you are staying warm and safe. And so uh, this is Vision Weekend or, or Vision Sunday, and um, typically we, we take a few Sundays throughout the year to focus in on where we're going as a church. Yeah. And, um, but today's going to be a little bit different. Today's going to be more about the individual the individual, so more so about God's vision for your life. And then in October, we'll focus on some, some vision casting and where we're going as a church. I'm actually very excited about October. We have a series called Milk and Honey, and um, that's just going to be so, so powerful. But um, last year, we deemed the church, the year for our church, the year of, uh, the year of more, the year of more. And uh, it was certainly the year of more. <laughs> we, we could all agree it was more, more stress. It was more worry, uh, uh, more sickness, um, just more, just different, right? Um, but on the other side of the same token, there was more of God's faithfulness, um, more of God's goodness. Um, we saw more of God's strength and his power. And uh, it, it, was, it was a great year. I know for our church, we, we, we grew in every sense of the word. Um, and, and, and though it seems as though the, the buildings, especially the church buildings, may seem emptier, but how many of you know that growth oftentimes occurs in the intangible but before it does in the tangible? And, and honestly, that's where it matters, is where it is not seen. Because where it's not seen, it flows into the, into the tangible. And so uh, definitely the year of more, but this year is the year of moving forward. Let's celebrate this. We're moving forward. Let's put our hands together if you believe that. We're moving forward. And so we hope you enjoy that uh, year-end review video. God did so much in 2020. We grew as a church, but we're just getting started. This is the year of moving forward. And uh, how many of you would agree and uh, go ahead and get ready to take notes and, and get your hearts ready and your pens and your pads. Um, how many of you would agree that New Year's, a new year brings about the idea of a fresh start or a, or a new beginning? Yeah. Um, it brings about that idea like, yeah, man, I can't wait to get to New Year's Eve. It's going to be a brand new year. Many of us said that in 2020, like we can't wait until 2020 is over and we're just ready to go into 2021 as if that makes any difference. Um, um, but, but the hope is that we would experience, I would say, I would sum it up and say, um, a higher level of fulfillment, a higher level of joy and fulfillment. And so in preparation for Vision Sunday, God's vision for your life and I really do hope that you're, you're going to share this message right now. I'm going to give you about 10 seconds to hit the share or yeah. to copy the link and, and to send it to someone, be it text or whatever you got to do. Get this message to somebody. Um, but in, in preparation of this message, uh, the Holy Spirit gave me three questions regarding fulfillment. Th these questions will... However, they're answered 
will large in part give you some sort of indication as to whether or not 2021 is going to be a great year for you. So I really want us to lean in. It's so important. And uh, the Holy Spirit led me to Psalm 1. And we're going to read verses 1 through 3. And then our outline is going to be these three questions. Okay, Psalm 1. Here it is. It says this here. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow. Someone say follow. Follow. The advice of the wicked. The word wicked here means unbeliever. It's not necessarily a murderer. Yeah, they fall in there, but an unbeliever. These can actually be good people, but their lives aren't, they're not being led. They're not following God. Okay. All right. So the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow these types. Okay. Verse two, but they delight in the law of the Lord. Someone say scripture, scripture. meditating on it day and night. I love this. Here it is in conclusion. Verse three, they're like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither. I love this. Here's that word that a lot of people get itchy about a lot of deep people. Ain't it there? It's right there. It says, and they prosper. Someone say prosper. Prosper. It's a Bible word. It's a God word. It's what God wants for you. Put your hands together for that. It's what God God wants you to prosper. Let me break down prosper to you in the Hebrew. Here it is. Watch this. It means to advance. This is the year of what for, for the church? Moving forward. Okay. And they move forward, they advance, they prosper in all they do. And so what I want to call this message today is, here it is, you ready? Fulfillment questionnaire. This is your fulfillment questionnaire. This will, these three questions will determine if you go into 2022 fulfilled. I don't know about you, but I want to be fulfilled. Okay. First question, go ahead and write this down is this. Number one, who do I follow? Who do I follow? Um, I've personally been been following the Lord going on 15 years now. And um, I guess if you're fair, if you're fair about it, you can say starting at 12, you start to come into kind of like your own right? Like we, we got a 12 year old right now. Y'all pray for us. And uh, a six year old who thinks he's 16. And so um, we need you to fast and pray for us. Um, and he's starting to, to come into his own, right? His own thoughts and got a little attitude when he responds. And it's just weird, you know, and it's like, I'm kind of tired of whipping you, so you're too old for that. Let's just, let's just do the right thing the first time around. You know what I mean? Great kid, though. But I would say from 12 to 19, personally, I was a self-led person. Self-led, meaning I gained some ideas and some thoughts and some ways, followed some examples that I thought were going to be fulfilling and lead me in the right way, and I'm sure we've all been there. 
And then once I stopped playing church and, and really, because listen, you can't have the faith that your mom had. You, you can't have the faith that dad had. You can't have the faith that gr- grandma was great, right? You can't have the same faith grandma had. You have to come to know Jesus for, for yourself. And so when, when we shifted from 12 to 19 and we came to know Christ and started following him, what I want to encourage you with is, is that there was, there's been a stark contrast between those seven years between 12 and 19 in the past 14 years of my life. And, and this is the thing I really came to find out, Cesar, was that, um, that the most dangerous person to you is a self-led you. The most dangerous person to you is a self-led you, where you just, you live in your mind all day. You live in your thoughts, in your world. It's only about you. You know, no one loves you. No one cares. I can't get a job. I can't get a break. I can't get an opportunity. You know, it's a self-led you. And you're the most dangerous person to yourself. And so at a certain point, you got to ask yourself, who do I follow? None of us, here it is, none of us are great leaders within ourselves. We all need someone to, we all, we all need someone to follow. And so, you know, it, it, you know you, you, we always say stuff, deep church stuff. Like we always tell people, people who know Christ and people who don't know Christ, what do we always say to them? Follow Jesus or follow the Lord or follow God. And that sounds great. That sounds awesome. You just need to believe in Jesus and follow him and your life will be, the, we, we've all been guilty of that, right? You come in church, you get set on fire, you go out there and you talk to somebody who's broken and all of, all of a sudden you become their savior and you become their personal preacher. And what do you tell them? You say, follow Jesus, go to church, follow the Lord. And that's great. But the next thing they're wondering when you're done saying all this is How? Have you ever thought about that? This junk, I'm telling you, 45 minutes, it, it just downloaded. I had never thought about this in 14 years, that we never help people figure out how to be fulfilled, how to follow the Lord. Because they'll come, they'll come to church, they'll raise a hand, they'll believe in the Lord. They die the next day, they're going to heaven. It's all good. But how do I follow him for the next 70 years? It, it's, it's as if... Um, it's as if you want to go to Pennsylvania, Francie. You're from Pennsylvania, yeah. right? And you say, all right, Pastor, uh, uh, um, aside from Google Maps and Apple Maps, you say, all right, Pastor, um, follow me to Pennsylvania. And, and I'm standing outside, and you tell me, but you can't get in the car, but follow me to Pennsylvania. <laughs> you jump in the car. And we're in a parking lot full of cars, that I don't have the keys to access. You jump in the car, you leave, and you go to Pennsylvania. And I'm just like, you pull off and, you know, I'm like, how do I, how do I get to Pennsylvania? I need a car. I need a map. I need a phone. I need get. You, you need tools to fuck. Fo- Following God is more practical than we think. You need tools to follow the Lord. 
So, so I, I want to I help give us some tools as you ask yourself, who do I follow? And if the answer is Christ, I want to give us some tools. God has given us tools. And the first tool to following God, here it is, is number one, the Bible. The Bible or the, the scripture or God's word. And, and the, the Bible is composed of two, two things primarily. Go ahead and write these things down. God's instructions and God's promises for your life. God's instructions and God's promises for your life. And, and, and God, God is not a, God doesn't show favoritism to anyone. So, so all these promises are for everybody that's found in the scripture and you want to get to know them. In order to follow someone well, you, you got to know their instructions and their directions. Number two, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches that when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are given the gift of his Holy Spirit in our hearts. And so we read through John for the 21 days of fasting and prayer. And Jesus gives almost like two or three chapters of who the Holy Spirit is, how he functions, and why he's there. And one of his functions, go ahead and write this down, is that the Holy Spirit is your internal guide. He's going to guide you in all truth. He's going to convict you of sin. So the Holy Spirit is the one who tells you, don't think that thought. Don't, don't, don't stay bitter. Don't stay angry. I, I can help you. I was, um, Ingrid is a, a superstar. Give it up for Ingrid, everybody. Ingrid. Ingrid. Ingrid is a superstar here at Highlight. Up and coming leader. And um, I was watching her Insta story last week or so. And uh, whole, whole situation there. You know, you, you, I, well, Insta story eliminates it, but if you were blessed enough to catch it, it was very impressed. I was very proud of her. Uh, I, you know, I'll probably mess your story up. I'll try to remember the points, but, and that's how I know. Like, when you preach, you got to keep it simple because people only receive 10% of what you say anyway. So same thing with your story. No, it's scientifically truth. Anyway, so um, I got to know these things so I don't waste my time up here. Anyway, your story. Um, you, you, you were on your way to work, and uh, someone hit you, scratched your car, right? You were mad. She was upset. Mm -hmm. and, and then the story shifted because she came to herself and said, I'm a believer of Christ. Mm -hmm. And this lady was trying to get away and, and not do the insurance thing and all that. But, but she came to herself and you really didn't come to yourself. I want to let you know that was the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That was the Holy Spirit reeling you in because if we're not careful, our emotions. Yeah. Can, 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 don't, don't clap on this, just will lead us to a place of anger and emptiness, lacking fulfillment. So the Holy Spirit reeled you in and said, you are a believer of Christ. So if this woman just hit you and she's trying to get away from you, how about taking it as an opportunity to minister to her? And so you said, I'm a follower of Christ. You said, I'm a follower of Christ. And you prayed for her. And, and I saw... I saw the, your countenance change on your Insta story and how the joy really came in when you allowed the Holy Spirit to do his work and you got behind the Holy. Y'all ain't clapping. This is where you clap. 
you got behind the Holy Spirit. And the joy and the peace came in. It's not to say you shouldn't get your car fixed, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's a temporary thing. You ain't going to care about it in a year anyway when you get a new one. But we got to learn how to get behind the Holy Spirit and be sensitive to his voice. Number three, godly leaders. So who do I follow? How, the Bible, Holy Spirit, godly leaders. Here it is. Godly leaders, here it is, are God's examples for your life. They're God's examples. I love what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. He said, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. You, you don't want a leader, a spiritual leader, who's, a, watch this, who's ashamed to say, follow me. That's false humility. That is antichrist spirit. You want a leader who, who can stand up with boldness and with honesty and with humility, true humility, and say, follow me as I follow Christ. You understand? So, so Paul didn't back down from this. He says, I, I know my heart is right. I know my motives are right. I know the fruit of my life is, is what God wants to do in and through your life. So he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ, because I've gone before you in following Christ. You understand? It's more practical than what we think. And then Hebrews 13, 7 says this. I love this. Pick up on these words. Remember your leaders. Someone say leaders. leaders. Who taught you the word of God. Here it is. Think of all the good. Someone say good. good. That has come from their lives and follow. Someone say follow. follow. The example of their faith. Is that God's word? Yeah. Isn't that good? I want to be fulfilled this year. Lord, do it. Lord, do it. And I'm the, I'm the main one. Pray big prayers. Y'all remember last week? <laughs> ask again. <Yes. laughs> y'all went off on that. Yeah, I'm going to ask, Lord. But it, it's, you can ask all you want. But, but it's, how do I follow someone who's modeled that asking? How do they live? What are their habits? How do they think? Who do they hang around? It, it's, it's more practical than what you think. And I don't know what happened. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing this back to me. You were speaking this to me this morning to not forget about this because it's not in my notes. I don't know what happened. But when we were young, all we wanted to do was imitate someone we looked up to. Is this true? I have a six-year-old right now. And he wants to be just like his big brother. There were people I wanted to be like, and you want it to be like. And I don't know when it happened, how it happened, or what happened, but we got too old. We start smelling ourselves, is what they say in my hood. I'm grown. And we stop wanting to be like other people who were better, wiser, and older than us. But the same thing applies in the spiritual realm. What Satan does, though, in the church is we'll see someone who's further than us, older than us, a little bit more fruitful and effective season. And instead of getting with them or under them, we begin to become envious. 
That is not the spirit. That is the flesh. God puts you in a church so that you will find people that you can connect with and get under. And come on, put, put your hands together for this. I came on a Saturday to preach like it's the Sabbath. My mom appreciated that. So we just went to Memphis and um, love this church. Love this church. Great church. Great leaders. Uh, this church is 25 years old. Started just like we started. And we just get a lot from them, you know. And so I was telling my wife um, one night, we were preparing for bed this past week, and I was just saying that I've fallen in love with being led by other men and women who are older than me. There's covering in it. There's protection in that. And not older in age, but older in the spirit. Because you can, you can get under someone who's younger than you physically, but more seasoned than you spiritually. That's another thing that Satan fights against. And, and so this is the thing I've come to find out about following godly leaders is um, they pour into you. It is, it is impossible if this is me or you and this is the leader, leaders that God has brought into your life, it is impossible for them to pour into you when you've positioned yourself here and they're here. It's impossible. God, God, God put it in them. They have what you need. They got the wisdom, the spirit, the hand of God is on them. You just need to stick and trust. You know what I mean? And, but we, we like, don't, don't pour into me. Don't, don't, don't you even try to change my life. I, I don't want to be fulfilled. Miss me. I don't want to be fulfilled. Put your hands together for this. Don't you? Do, I don't want to prosper. That's Satan's word. Prosperity in the church. Okay. I've come to find out that people can only pour into you when you get under them. You get what I'm saying? So who am I following? You can pray all you want for 2022. But if the nature of who you follow and how you follow isn't different, you still go be bitter and upset. Number two, who's in my inner circle? This message is going longer than what I thought. I'm sorry. Is this good, though? Okay, okay. All right. Who's in my inner circle? You, you know the old saying. They say, you are what you eat. And it's because when, when the food gets on the inside of you, it, it breaks down and it becomes you, you know. And the, the same can be said with who you surround yourself with. You, you are your, your circle. 
Um, the Bible says it like this in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. This is Paul. He says, ooh, he says, don't fool yourselves. Bad friends, someone say friends, friends. will destroy you. Um, that's, that's weird. That, that's weird language the CEV uses because he uses two terms here. He says, bad friends, bad friends, not, not bad people. The, these are friends who are good people. Watch this. But they're bad for you. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. They're, they're, they're bad for you. You, you, you. you ever got around certain people? I mean, you're having the best day ever. Like, it's like you're at Disney, um, even though you're not, you're in Maryland. But it feels like you're at Disney. You've had your favorite candy, even though you haven't. You've been eating salads all day. You just feel great. And, and you go over to Auntie or Mama Nim's house. And you, you, you get in there, and it's, oh, my God, the, the bills. Yeah. Oh, did, did you hear what so-and-so did to so-and-so? Uh-huh. What, what, what you doing? You still going to that church and serving and giving? And, Come on. And, and your whole junk just, I'm sorry, I'm being a little hood today. Like, <laughs> You went in there like this, like, yeah, I can, ah. Yeah. And, and some people just, they, they wear you out. And th- these are people, th- this is mom, this is auntie, this is uncle, this is brother, this is sister, friends, but bad for where you're going. And, and, and so, um, who is in my inner circle? And, and then there are certain people, others you get around, and you get around them, and man, you, you feel challenged. Yeah. There's a little something in you that doesn't like it, but you like it. Yeah. And you're not going to give them the credit in person. <laughs> but you leave that gathering, and you're like, yeah. I got to up my game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm slipping. Yeah. Come on, it's good. I'm slipping. It's some people you get around, and you, now you know you ain't been to school forever. You leave them after an hour or so, just listening to them. You feel like you just earned your PhD. Yeah. I am smart because, simply because you've been around them. You know what I'm saying? So there are others that, that, that drag you down, and then there are others that, that just lift you up. You, you, you feel smarter. You're like, man, I... I just left that meeting, and now I can, I can do it. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. This is the takeaway. Go ahead and write this down. The quality of your life will improve when the quality of your circle improves. Pastor, that's kind of mean. You got me, Francie. Uh, he, he said it. I'm bad friends. They're friends, but they're bad. And unless they get a revelation of who Christ is, you got to filter your times with them. We can have dinner, but I can't be with you every day. We can link up for the holidays, but I can't bill with you because when I get back around you, I want to, I want, I want to get back in alcohol. I want to start sleeping around. 
I want to start lying and cussing and hollering. But when I get around this group, maybe one or two people, I feel empowered. I feel strengthened. I I feel it. And, And the quality of your life, a lot of your fulfillment hinges upon your inner circle. Jesus put it like this. Here it is. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. This has a lot of meaning to it, but I'll break it down to where we are. You can, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow. Someone say narrow. Narrow, narrow gate. Yeah. This is Christ. Yeah. The highway to hell is broad. And its gate is wide. Someone say wide. wide. For many, say many, many, who choose that way. Here it is. But the gateway to life. Now, this word here in the Greek is zoe, and it means full life, abundant life. Not just heaven, eternal life, but it means the best life that God has for you here. And then when you die, you go into heaven where there is no issues, no problems. But he says this about that kind of life. He says it's very narrow, and the road is difficult. Only a few, someone that say that, few, ever find it. So as you begin to pray for joy and, and peace and strength and purpose in 2021, before you go into prayer, begin to consider your friendships. It is likely that there are many out there who are on the wide road to destruction. And right now what they're doing seems good. It seems easier. It seems fulfilling but it's going to lead them to emptiness. And as you begin to evaluate your relationships, watch this, watch me, Facebook, YouTube, highlight.church. As you begin to evaluate your relationships and ask yourself, who's in my inner circle? And you begin to follow the Holy Spirit. Watch it. Your circle will become smaller. But there's a great reversal in that. I know it. I've been in it almost 15 years. It becomes smaller in the early years. But as you continue to follow the Lord, your influence grows. And more people, come on, put your hands together. And more people want to know, what did you do to get to where you are? Well, I got my, my circle smaller. And I got one or two good friends and we grew And life's not perfect, but we're strong and we are where we want to be. And God is faithful. So ask yourself this year, who's in my inner circle? There's no way you can continue to grow in the Lord and maintain a certain level of intensity of your past relationships. Don't even try to save those relationships. They don't, here it is. They don't want from God what you want from God. So why walk on the same path with them? So I want to encourage you to join a light group today. We set up environments. Join a group. Meet some great people and grow in your faith. And you don't have to be best friends with everyone. Just find two or three people that you can really grow with. Number three, the third question. Y'all okay? Yes. Here it is. We're going to close it out. Who am I serving? 
Who am I serving? Who do I follow? Who's in my inner circle? Who am I serving? Sounds like no Jesus. Growing God's plan. Make a difference. It's our vision. Acts 20, 35. We're going to close this out. It says this here. This is Paul referring to Christ. He says, by everything I did, he's even, he's, the following is there. By everything I did, I showed you how to work to help everyone who is weak. I love this. He says, remember that our Lord Jesus said, more blessings come from giving than from receiving. The title of the message is Fulfillment Questionnaire. And he says this, more blessings come from giving than from receiving. If you're taking notes, the word blessings here in the, in the Greek is happiness, joy. More happiness or joy or fulfillment comes from what you give than from what you receive. And we all know this to be true, that when we serve and, and when we give with the right heart posture, you feel great about it. You just, it lifts your soul. It lifts your perspective. And then there's a promise tucked away in Corinthians where, where Paul says, the more you give, the more God provides. And not just money, but in different areas. It's been scientifically proven what Jesus is talking about here. The benefits of selflessness in people. It says this here. Scientists have discovered there are both mental and physical health benefits to the person being to a person being selfless. A study out of Israel some five years ago found a 33% reduction rate in mortality for people who do volunteer work compared to those who did no volunteer work. Most recently, a new study of the genetic effects of happiness found that humans are rewarded with healthy gene activity when we are unselfish. So it gets down into the blood. It says this here, to reach this conclusion, researchers from the University of North Carolina and the University of California had 80 healthy volunteers complete an online questionnaire that asked why they felt satisfied with their lives. Then the researchers drew their blood and analyzed the white blood cells to see their gene expression. It says this, People's, people whose happiness was based on a sense of higher purpose and service to others had gene markers indicating low levels of inflammation, which has been linked to cancer and heart disease. So their levels were low because these are the types of people who ask themselves just about every day, who am I serving? And the research indicates those who were more self-seeking, what about me? And who were more in the pursuit of material things, says that there's more higher risk of cancer and heart disease and diabetes. So what Jesus said in Acts 20, 35 is scientifically proven. That if I'm going to be fulfilled this year, I have to get these three questions right. Who do I follow? Who's in my inner circle? And who am I serving? 
And even, even if you would look around this room, God, God, can, God speaks to us in so many different ways. It says in the scripture that the things that we see prove that there is a God. It, it reveals his glory. If you were to look at everything in this church, everything in your home, in your car, wherever you are right now, you would see that everything in the room where you are was created. But it wasn't just created. It was created for a God-ordained purpose. The seats that we're sitting in, the microphone that I'm using, the clothes that we're wearing, they, they serve the purpose of keeping us warm and, and shielding us. The, this table, this iPad, praise the Lord, the word of God. Uh, everything was created for a divine purpose. And the same with you. The same with you. And I would go as far as to saying this. Reading your Bible is good. Prayer is good. Coming to church is good. Community is good. But if you're not serving somebody with a genuine heart, if you're not seeking a a local church that Christ is building, I go as far as to say that you're missing about 20%. That's a big chunk of the fulfillment that you could be experiencing in Christ. And and so at Highlight, we've created an environment called Super Steps. And uh, this is a two-week journey where you come to discover your personality and the things that you're good at. And you get yourself rooted in a local church, the trees planted by the riverbanks, they bear fruit. You get planted in a local church through the good times and the hard times. You stay planted. You don't uproot through COVID or no COVID. You stay planted so that you can prosper. In order to prosper, you have to stay planted. And this is what Psalm 1 said. You thought I forgot the verse. It said they bear fruit in every season. If you're not careful, you can go on to think that fruit is just the good things that flow from you. No, 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 no. Fruit feeds. Fruit feeds people. So it's not about the good that flows from your life. The purpose of fruit is to shade people, to look pretty on the tree, strong spiritual life, but it also feeds people who are hungry and they lack the spiritual nutrients that they need. And this is what I've come to find out is that this is it. I am most fulfilled when others are impacted by the fruit of my serving. I am most fulfilled. To stand out in that lobby every Sunday and someone comes and tears full of eyes, just, oh my God, thank you, Pastor, for that word. Thank you for the worship team. Thank you for what happened in the kids' department today. My, that's when, that's when you're most fulfilled. 
I think 2020 was a pruning year for the local church. God was trying to figure out who's truly in the house. But my encouragement to you is to, to get planted. If you've left the house of God, get, get back in the house. Whether it's Highlight or wherever you are, find a local place of worship and get planted so you can, you can prosper. And if you're here, join us for Super Steps. We love to have you. Let's go ahead and let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you're good and you're faithful and your love abounds. So, God, we thank you, Lord, that you created us, Lord, to be fulfilled. You created us, Lord Jesus, with a purpose and for a purpose. You didn't create us for depression or for stress or for anger, God. You created us to flourish. You created us to fly. You created us to rise high. You created us to overcome every obstacle that stands in our way. And so, God, give us the grace to ask ourselves these three questions. Who do I follow? Who's in my inner circle? Who am I serving? Then give us the wisdom to step out by faith as you call us to action. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if there's anyone out there who does not know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to encourage you that God loves you and he sent the Son to die on a cross for you. And it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. God loves you with an unfailing love. And he's been waiting on you to come home. So we're going to pray a prayer together. And if today you want to come to God, we want to give you that opportunity. If you would say, Pastor Josh, include me in that prayer. I want freedom. I want the forgiveness of God. I want the Holy Spirit in my heart. I want a new beginning. Include me in that prayer. Just pray with us. Just pray with us. Church, let's pray in support of those who are praying this prayer for the first time. Repeat after me. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross. Father God, thank you for raising Jesus from the grave. I am yours. I turn from my sin. I accept your forgiveness. Give me, Lord, a fresh start. Give me, Lord, the gift of your spirit. Give me, Lord, grace to follow you for the rest of my life. I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's celebrate, big church. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Yeah. I love you guys. Stay warm. Have a phenomenal week. Love you. Come on, church. Celebrate.